Motors Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Hey, all you gearheads and car fiends. Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield here with my co-host. Well, kind of here, here through the miracle <laughs> of Zoom. Yes. Uh, here with my co-host and engineer extraordinaire, Mr. Mark Groves. Yo. How goes it, COVID boy? Oh, uh, so far, so good. Wife is actually feeling better. And so far, I'm still uh, testing negative, but I think it's just my attitude. So uh, uh, <laughs> everything that- else is uh, so far, so good. But a bump, man, having just come off this, I wouldn't wish that on you. So best of luck. We are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios. And again, the miracle of Zoom. Uh, I am going to be peeling out next Tuesday morning, headed to Amelia Island. We're going to stay in that same terrific house we stayed in last year and going to be staying with Seth Burgett and all the crew from Gateway Bronco. Um, so, uh, we're going to have a a couple good shows tonight. We're getting, uh, our fantabulous guest, Mr. John Ficarra. John is an automotive historian, marketer, and a walking encyclopedia. He owned a picture car company called Creative Film Cars in New York City. He ran an illegal cross-country cannonball event called the 2904, and he did that for a decade. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly, Allegedly. yeah, maybe. (laughs) He was the marketing director and in-house historian for Canapa. Uh, He has been building and racing cars in the 24 Hours of Lemons for years. John owns Picara Classics, a company that researches, restores, and markets collector road and race cars. And he is a regular guest on VenWiki Car Stories YouTube channel. Some of his stories have nearly a million views, probably over that by now. John's work has appeared in magazines including Triple Zero, Vintage Race Car, Classic Porsche, Speed Sport, and the Luftgegolt—I can never pronounce this right—the Luftgegolt website. John, welcome back to Driven Radio. Hey, it's good to be back. Good to be back. You know, you know, after a resume like that, we ought to just end the show. Yeah, there we go. Done. Scene. <laughs> uh, and and so- I, one of my videos, one of, a couple of my videos of Vinwiki, by the way, are over two million views now. Wow. Are they really? Yeah, the the cheating video wow. I did about all the great racing cheats. I just looked it up, and I was like, "Wow, two million people! That's cr- <laughs> we're we're going to ask you about one of these in a little while. I haven't prepped you for it, uh, but since last we spoke, you've been quite busy at Fakara Classics. Uh, I want you to talk classic. about all the cool, all classic. The cool, it's classic. singular, classic, like Coke classic. My mistake. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Can you tell us about the Porsche 914 6 EMSA race car you're prepping for Rinsport? Yeah, that thing is cool. It belongs to Tom Bervasi, who um, does the works reunion for the PCA. Um, him and his wife, Sandy, put on these amazing events every year. And um, he's a heck of a racer, and he did a lot of time trial stuff. And he wants to, he had this car, um, it's a West Coast IMSA race car. And it's got some great history. It, it raced at Daytona. Uh, it raced at Sebring. Um, it's it's got a fabulous 80s paint job and livery that they had it uh, cosmetically restored about six years ago or so, and but never got it mechanically restored. So he wants to go vintage racing before he gets too old. And that's, that's him saying that. 
Um, actually, it's his wife saying that. She's all, get that thing running before you get too damn old. <laughs> and uh, so we're, we tore it down. And, oh, man, when you pull down a, a race car that's been through the ringer like that, we found cracks everywhere. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was originally a 914.6. It was, it was an original car. It was turned into a race car right at the beginning of its life. So it's been a race car forever. But uh, the, the wheels and tires got bigger and bigger and bigger over the years. So it's got 10-inch tires on the front and 13-inch tires on the back. Oh, on so rims. Lots, lots more grip than it was ever meant oh, to have. Too much grip for this thing. And it, <laughs> and it's got a twin spark three and a half liter in the back. So, you know, that's putting out a ton of power and just twisting this poor little car into a knot. Um, <laughs> but to take it, to take a historic racing, we got to put it, it was a GTU car. Um, for people who don't know what that means, GTU was, was two and a half liters and under and GTO, the famous GTO was G was two, two and a half liters and over 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 so it's a gtu car so we have to we found its original two and a half liter race engine and we're going to be putting that back in that's being rebuilt by tom amon and um so we're going to make we're going to get it back to spec and tom's like hey you can drive it and race it too i'm like well you get a discount <laughs> <laughs> how do you what go color about is this car i'm trying to look it up oh it's gorgeous if you go to uh the uh, John's, um, ow, what's it called? Uh, Instagram is, uh, there's some pictures of it on there and it's just beautiful. How the hell did you find the original engine? Was it sitting in a box back somewhere or did somebody, how do you attract something like that? I don't even get that. It, it, that was all Tom's work. Um, Tom did all the, did all the back work and he had that, that engine apparently has been sitting in some shop in Reno for six or seven years. Um, and, I would, and this engine that's in it is a, some crazy hot rod motor. It's got an RSR fuel pump on it and high butterfly injection. I mean, it's nasty. Um, but I, he, I was like, you've got to put get that two and a half liter going. So he basically had to like steal it out of this guy's shop that had been <laughs> stuck in a corner. You know how like things get, you know, in shops get covered and they become glaciers in the corner, <laughs> like an old car or whatever. <laughs> so he had to go there and snag it and to, bring it down to Tom's. Um, and Tom's already torn it apart. He's going to work his magic on it. Um, but yeah, he was, he was, he was really fortunate. I didn't get the, I haven't gotten the whole story of where he found it, but it's great to see that, that engine reunited with it. Nice. So you've got something in your shop that you and I have talked a little bit about, but I'd like you to get into more depth. Uh, you've got a 1990 Corvette ZR1, which would usually be something odd to turn up at Fakara Classic. What are you doing with this car and where did it come from? So, uh, one of my clients, a uh, good friend, uh, Jay Lamb, who runs the 24 Hours of Lemons. I know Jay. Has, has, he has a penchant for uh, cars with the hoods flipped forward. Um, so, <laughs> we did, he's got a, we, we, uh, we helped correct uh, this D-type replica that he has, which was yep. a gorgeous, beautiful car. Um, uh, and then he all, so hood flipped forward on that. He had his, his 1960 Kellison um, J4X, which we really just took from a, from a mess into a functioning driving car. Um, that hood flipped forward. And he's, he's like, I want a car. Both those cars obviously are old and have no any kind of luxury whatsoever. And, and no one's ever going to go driving with you in them. Um, 
So he wanted something that he could take on tours that didn't cost all that much, but had some performance. And he stumbled upon this C4 ZR1 and 18,000 original miles, oh. uh, black on black. Uh, the paint's in great shape. Um, he only, he, you know, he didn't always, he spent in the twenties for it, which is nothing. Um, and, uh, he was like, yeah, but he's so, so he called me up and he goes, uh, and you know, I need you to correct this. I need, you know, I need, he knows how, how meticulous I am. Uh, and he wanted me to go front to back on it because any car with 18,000 miles on it obviously hasn't been driven enough to yeah. stay in, con- stay in condition. It's, although it looks beautiful, they can be as bad as a car that has 250,000 miles on it. So we got it in and we did all the, the belts and the, you know, we did, we went front to back on it. We didn't find anything terrible. Um, although some of the packaging in that car is just stupid, like where the battery is and the, 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 the brain for the, for the injection is all like stacked on the driver's side. You have to take it, you have to take all this stuff off to get to the battery and back behind that is the clutch. And apparently we found out that, it's not a serviceable item. There's, there's no bleed on the clutch slave cylinder on that car. Oh, wow. And they're like, you, you just fill it. You just, <laughs> like, I couldn't figure out why every, all the other fluids look so good. And this was black. It was like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, so we, we figured out a way to, to, to flush that out. Um, but just, put new tires on it. Yes. We have a couple of tricks. And, uh, but it, it had its original Goodyear Gator backs on it. Oh, no. um, and uh, yeah, obviously you should never drive on old tires, but the unfortunate thing is the size of those tires, the rears are like, I don't know, three thirty-fives or something silly. You can't find rubber for that. You can't find high performance rubber. So we put on like all season Michelins, which is as close as you're going to get. Cause he's going to drive it. Um, but yeah, it's not something we normally work on something that new. Uh, and, and I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm open about this. I'm not a fan of C4 Corvettes. Um, you know, I like cars that are um, built well. <laughs> and I like cars that have, uh, you know, foot space and some kind of ergonomic layout that makes sense to a human being and not to some no. alien no. Um, from Bowling Green. It, no. The cars, the, it, 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 I was reading a car and driver article on it and the car and driver just paying lip service to this car like nothing in, in american history has ever touched <laughs> something like this it's like outdoes all the europeans by you know a mile i'm like are you kidding me you just because you put an engine in a corvette that was built by mercury marine and designed by lotus i mean what kind of combination <laughs> is that that they're like oh it's got dual overhead cams it must be a race car it's at the uh, time it, at the time, GM didn't have enough experience with aluminum casting, and that's why they went to Mercruiser to have them do it. Oh but you're yeah. right about the footwells and those. You you may as well be tr- wearing your shoes inside the shoebox. Yeah, I got size. I got size twelve feet. I got to take my, my boots off to get into the damn thing. It's like yeah, it's, you, it's literally. I think that was part of the Lotus engineering was the yeah, insanely small footwells is just like a Lotus. <laughs> you have to drive it in your socks. You can't get your feet in that footwell. No, no. And, and the, the passenger side's even worse. And the other thing about fourth gen Corvettes is it's like getting in and out of a canoe. 
I mean, you have you to go said, over that driver's cell and you just can't get in and out of it. It's a pain in the rear. When you say, you said that to me before, and that is the, like the perfect explanation of what it is to get in and out of that car. It really yeah. is. Getting it's in and out just, of a canoe might be more enjoyable. Probably. <laughs> you got more room to, nav- to navigate. But, you know, I think as an investment, I think Jay made the, the right move. It's definitely going to go up in value, even if he does drive at a thousand miles a year. Um, you know, it, it is a, a relatively rare Corvette and it has its place in Corvette history. But it, it was interesting. He was like, he's like, don't worry about making sure that every part is Bloomington Gold, AC Delco. You know, he's like, I'm going to drive it. So because you can't find we had to put a new windshield in because they have those weird solar just the ZR1, not the regular vet. Yeah, the ZR1 had a solar windshield. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. And the HVAC system we are learning has three modules. And you don't know which module is bad until you replace the first one and then you move to the second one. And then perhaps like we are moving on to the third one. And it's oh. like, and you're, you're talking, of course, we're like looking to find somebody who rebuilds these things because you can't get them new anymore. And of course the guy's name is Dino. Dino's Corvettes. And he's like, I'll take care of you guys. Dino's taking care of us. Johnny, I got HVAC. you, man. I got you. I got your parts. Yeah, no, no, no problem. It no, comes with no a gold problem. chain. Everything with a everything with a Corvette comes with a free gold chain. <laughs> yeah, that's the timing chain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's these are just now starting to be classics. I think fourth gen Corvettes. They're just old yeah. enough, and it's funny how many of the cars are remembered how many old cars, classic cars are remembered with great reverence and fond memories. And if you drive one with any frequency, you think this is not good. <laughs> not a great car. <laughs> and it, 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 keep in mind who you're talking to. I've owned two fourth gen Corvettes. I would own a third one, but there are some, some decided concessions you have to make on those. And the other one is the interior quality on them is crap they it's are about crap. equal to it to its exterior quality as well they're really pretty <laughs> uniform with their crap quality there's, i think the exterior th- was better well <laughs> <laughs> just real quick i want your listeners to know how awesome brett is because i called you and was like oh you know we need to get a factory manual for this thing and the next day Brett had a manual ZR1 supplement manual in the mail to me without even asking. It showed up at my door. I, I, it's like, you're a hell of a guy and you're a hell of a Corvette guy, my friend. Uh, thank you very much. It was my pleasure. All righty. Now, for another car we both love. Um, you managed to corral yourself four, count them, one, two, three, four, Porsche 928s. So you're combining four cars into one good car. Uh, what were the four years and what is the final car going to be? And, and thirdly, what hurdles are you running into trying to make uh, one decent car out of a mishmash of several? <laughs> well, I, I, the car I always wanted was, a, I always like first year cars, like the ones that came directly from the pen of the designer, not the last year <laughs> cars when they've got all kinds of crap put on them after a decade. So I wanted a 78 Euro car because they had a better motor. Um, I wanted a manual transmission. I wanted no sunroof. And I wanted the oh. Porsche interior. Oh. And and it turns out they only made a few of those. I found one. It wasn't in great condition. And 
but I had to get it before values went crazy. So I figured I'd just nab it up and bring it home. And after I got it, things started to cascade, so to speak. Um, I, I posted on the internet that I got one and a friend of mine's like, oh, I've got a friend who's got a Euro automatic that he'd probably give it to you for parts. I'm like, sure. So for 2,500 bucks, I got a 79 Euro automatic, everything on it. And the guy didn't even know it ran. We, we, we went down there, we put a battery in it, fiddled with it a bit, started right up, drove it on the trailer. The guy was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> um, so I put, I put that on the internet. I said, hey, I got a parts car. Now I'm really, I'm really stoked. It's another posh interior car as well. And um, then, the, then somebody wrote on the, the 928 page for Northern California and Facebook was like, oh, I got one you can have. Just take it. And I'm like, Okay, so I drove down there like it's free, and it was a, another uh, another early car. It was a '78 uh, American car, and I'm like, I'm not turning down a free car. So I went and grabbed it. He had, of course, three other '98s stuff <laughs> in his property, and he had, he was moving in a couple of months, and he's all like, "Do you want this other one?" In the corner had no engine in it, but it was a Devic car, and Devic built with the were the guys they're not around anymore who built the 600 horsepower six and a half liter 928s back in the day you you drop like 40 grand on them and they they would have four or 500 horsepower they're just so cool anyway he dumped 40 grand into this car suspension uh wheels uh brakes s4 brakes on it the whole deal he took a drag racing and blew the engine up he had the original, he, he used a spare motor to build the six and a half liter. So the original motor is sitting next to it. He's like, what do you give me for that? I'm like, well, going rates, 2,500 bucks, it seems. He's like, oh no, I spent 30,000, $40,000 on this. I'm like, well, I, I'll take your free car. Bye. Uh, he, calls, <laughs> he, he calls me later and he's like, after a month or two, he's like, well, I really need this out of here. How about 10 grand? I'm like, nope. And he's like, well, it's worth, you know, I put $30,000 and he calls back like a, a month later and it's, it's getting towards his moving time. And he goes, all right, how, how about 10 grand? He goes, make me a fair offer. I'm all 2,500. He's like, all right, how about 7,000? I'm like, nope. He's all, he's 5,000. Nope. Like, 4,000? Nope. Like easiest negotiation ever, right? 2,500. 2,500. So I, <laughs> bam, I went and picked it up because honestly, the um the suspension on it, it's coilover suspension that they handmade uh with coney shocks and everything on it um it had a limited slip differential that was custom done it had s4 brakes front and rear which just that kit alone is like four or five grand um it had the devic headers all the ancillaries the headers are worth two or three thousand so i just wanted the parts so that's what we're doing right now the, the my 78 euro is up on the rack the Devic car is next to it. And me and mechanic Matt, mostly mechanic Matt, are swapping the suspensions from one to the other and swapping all the parts. Oh, and custom exhaust, Borla exhaust on it for it too. And uh, then we're going to get all everything out of the other three cars that we need, like broken interior bits and so forth, and make one really nice car. And that'll be my, and then I'm going to go, I probably before I paint it though, I'm thinking about this for Rensworth. Let me bounce this bounce this idea off you. So you, you guys know what Pasha looks like. It's that kind of, you know, it makes you your stomach sick checker pattern that they did. Mark, it's it's spelled P-A-S-H-A. Just type in Porsche Pasha and you'll see what he's talking about. I love the Pasha interior. I want one so, so oh, bad. Wow. Wow, yeah. Before 
before we paint it, I want to wrap the car, Pasha. Oh, yes, 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 yes. For yes. Rensport this year. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I'll see this. The designs that go well, well, well. It makes your eyes kind of you, bulge and flex when you look at it. It sounds like yeah. you've got enough parts to make a couple of decent cars after the one really outlandish car. Well, the, the automatic runs and drives. Um, I'm gonna, buy, but you know, we're gonna take bits off of it. But we're sell, we'll sell them all as technically parts cars. But they're all they're all titled. They're all good cars. And what's interesting, the uh, Mer- the American car is the 56th built. I'm not kidding, Mark. I love that interior on those cars. And yeah, it would probably make you ill if you were hungover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John, we lost you there for a minute. But it what I was saying is it sounds like once you got your your super great card done, you'd have enough parts left to do at least one other good car. Yeah, I think what we might do if we have the time and money is build a Safari 928 out of one of them. <laughs> If you if you don't want to invest that much time, remember there's this uh, this guy who lives in Kansas <laughs> who really <laughs> likes nine two eights and uh, thinks very highly of you, sir. Well, you know the going rate for a parts car twenty five hundred bucks. Twenty five hundred bucks. We may have to discuss that, sir. All righty. <laughs> what other cool stuff is going on at Fakara Classic? What else is in the garage? Did you get done with, with Jay's Callison? Callison is back in his hands. He took that on the um, New England 1000 last year. Oh, cool. And it, it ran great. He's, he actually, and you're going to love this, the Callison, a Callison, has been accepted to the quail. You're kidding I kid you not. If you want to see the Kellison, go to the Quail this year. Spend your seven hundred dollar ticket on the Quail to go see a, a fiberglass car. <laughs> How did that? Doesn't even seem right. Well, we I got I, I'm going to take a little credit. We did a beautiful job on that car. It is it is is the best Kellison in the world for sure. But it must be like the the class name must be like the class of broken dreams and big mistakes or like i don't know what the class would be that a car fits in where can we expect to see you next are you going to make it to travis bells in april how do i make this happen i'm going to i'm buying my tickets i will be at travis bells for the card race he has he i'm bringing my son and travis was nice enough to put he's gotten two porsche 924 carts for us father and son oh, carts. awesome travis awesome. is the best man. travis is, is gold that guy is such gold he is he I absolutely is and we're gonna talk to him here in just a little bit all right one last question it's always the, yep. it's it's the question we always ask everybody but we've asked you a lot lately so <laughs> what's the dumbest thing you've done in a car since about august oh jeez. <laughs> Um, I, you know, my car life has been relatively quiet recently. I haven't had achieved any great stupidities. Um, and I, and that, and that is, that is got to be the longest period of my life that I haven't done anything insane. Um, although I'm making, (laughs) I'm making plans, I'm making plans to make up for that lost time this summer and this fall. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did, 
I haven't done anything dumb. I've just been working. Been, been, oh, been a good, I've been a good boy. Don't worry. <laughs> you're going to have your tra- chance at Travis's where everybody does something dumb. Oh, uh, yes. We have been speaking to John Picara, the owner of Picara Classic. John, please take a moment and tell everybody where they can find you online and on social media. You can find me at FakaraClassic.com. That's my URL. Or Fakara Classic on YouTube. I've got my own channel. In fact, I'll be releasing a video on the 928s by the time I think this comes up. Um, and uh, you can find me on Instagram, Fakara Classic. I'm everywhere. Fakara Classic, Fakara Classic, Fakara Classic. <laughs> John, as always, thanks for being on. It's always a pleasure. And thank you so very much. And I will see you in April in Indiana. Heck yeah. I'll see you there. Thanks, pal. Oh, well done. And right in time, man, because this will shut off on us in about two minutes. (laughs) Perfect. Well played. John, thanks a ton, brother. And uh, I'll catch up with you soon enough. I'll give you a call next week, and you can tell me what's going on with the ZR1. I will certainly do that. It's always a pleasure, guys. Glad I could help out. Always good to have John on the show. Uh, And he he saved our tail this week because the guest I did have planned uh, bailed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's what happens when you're a, a podcast star like you are brett so oh uh, yeah you know uh, line them we up did at the door. somebody else we did have somebody else planned but there were difficulties so uh <laughs> john always lots of cool stuff Yay, going on in his shop and always fun to talk to him and uh very much appreciate you being on thank you so much for spending time with driven radio. We love what we do and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at drivenradioshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at driven radio show. And as driven radio show podcast on LinkedIn, listen everywhere. Fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Mark L. Groves. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time here on driven radio. 